This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is Lon. Hey, everybody. So, Mariam cannot be with us today. We will definitely miss her. Thoughts and prayers to Mariam. She's uh, having a tough week. Thankfully, Lon is still available, and we shall talk about the season finale of The Other Way. Lon, what do you think? I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> I honestly am glad News this fast. season is over. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. To me, it felt like it could have been over much earlier and that they were giving us filler, mm-hmm. like episode after episode. You know, there were no new reveals. Maybe I think for Armando and Kenneth, that was kind of interesting. But in the end, I, I mean, I knew it would, it would end on a high note. But for the rest of the stuff, like episode after episode after episode, there was nothing really new going on. I think for me, the most entertaining, I would have to say, were Ari and Benny. And, you know, the the explosive moments with Sumit and Jenny, but even their relationship wasn't anything new. Their relationship was always the same stuff, right? Like, (laughs) of course your parents aren't going to approve. We knew this since episode one. (laughs) And here we are at the, the season finale with the same thing, like no surprise. So I don't know. It it had its entertaining moments, but I really am glad this, the season is, is over. (laughs) Me too, my friend, me too. Mm. Shall we start with Sumit and Jenny? Just because I think that's where the cliffhanger was, right? Previously, the parents and Sumit were negotiating on whether or not he should get married to Jenny. And here comes my WTF moment. (laughs) (laughs) Sumit's mom decided to threaten suicide oh my gosh and she smiled and she smirked yeah when he conceded oh man this is this is toxic y'all very toxic but real talk though do you really think sumit wanted to get married because it seems like in, in my imagination like i think sumit told his parents okay whatever you do try to like over dramatize this you know like try to prevent me from getting married so i don't have to go through it with jenny let me say it like this i think sumit is a man who <sighs> love is a complicated term right like the greeks have what three or four different words for it because it just means different things in the context that it means and where i'm going with this is i think i think sumit loves jenny but he, he doesn't love her in the way where you want to commit yourself to a person for a lifetime. <laughs> you know, I think he does care about her. I think there are times when I think he feels he owes her 
something. I think he feels an obligation to her because she's given up her life in America. He but, feels bad. It's yeah, pity he love. feels bad. Kind of a pity love. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but as the season went on, I find myself believing more and more that he doesn't want a lifelong commitment. Like, go ahead with the, I think what it was called, Era Samaj, right? Or whatever, the wedding, the wedding where it didn't matter what your parents think. So he could have went for that if, if he really wanted to. And um, if, they, yeah. they, if they were really in love, this would have been done and dusted, right? They would have marched to the temple, mm-hmm. got married, and then, and then just SDFU. Right. You didn't have to tell the parents if he really wanted to like live his life the way he wants to, right? That's what part of his argument with his parents is about. He wants to be happy, he wants to be with Jenny. Then why can he just for her sake too, for her not to leave the country so that her visa can be extended, mm-hmm. why can he just get married to her and call it a day? Yeah. And the answer to that is... TLC money! (laughs) (laughs) Right? Wow. Like, (laughs) uh, ultimately, it's the the sad truth, and I think a lot of people on social media also believe it, is that he just doesn't, he doesn't want to marry her. And he doesn't want to make it look that way. So he's going to say, oh, argue, argue, argue with my parents. And then say, oh, well, you know, if you're gonna kill yourself, I mean, okay, hold on, hold on. Um, I won't marry her, <laughs> you know. Uh, as he breathes a sigh of relief, and then he's like, right. "But I won't let you take her away from me," you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I and I feel bad for Jenny. I think that whole promise ring as a consolation prize. She, you know, I think she was acting. If this entire story isn't fabricated to begin with. But for her to act like, oh, yay, I finally got a ring. I was just like, nah, <laughs> that's not what you wanted, you know? Yeah. They tried to make it happy. They tried to make it end on a high note, I think. And that was that was forced. I seriously think this is all about stretching their love story. Um, I, I don't want to watch another season of them, though. I don't either, but... Given the fact that we're in a pandemic and TLC oh, probably desperate for content, right. Right. They, this is their way of of extending the love story. Now, it may not be their idea. It could be a producer's idea to make sure that this doesn't end the way that could potentially invalidate their involvement on, you know, on the 90 Day Fiancé franchise. Hmm. So... They decided to stage this whole confrontation and right. and then hence the promise ring. So it just seems to me like they're just stretching their time on 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah. One more season of The Other Way. <laughs> oh, God. Please not. Yeah. But anyway, if, if this is not their doing, if this is truly what happened, like if this is Sumit not wanting to get married, then... I'm sorry, Jenny. He's just not that into you. He's just not that into you. (laughs) Listeners, let us know what you think. I've gotten into some conversations on IG and Twitter about this. And I think people are under the same impression we are that 
he's reluctant. He's hesitant, or or maybe not even reluctant and hesitant. Maybe he just doesn't want it. And uh, he's leaned on his parents to get him out of it under the guise that he's going to fight back and say no and, and like fight for it. But people are like, you know, the, I believe the consensus is it's bullshit. If he really wanted it, he could have done it and he didn't. That window exactly. of opportunity was there and uh, he didn't take it. <laughs> exactly. Shall we move on to, oh gosh. Britain and Yazan. <laughs> oh my god. This um, is another this is another case of like if you really truly love someone or care about someone, you just do it, right? Yeah. Because Britney was presented with many opportunities to be with Yazan, in my opinion at least. Yazan kept asking her, even even on that day when she was flying back to the US asked her to marry him and she's like you know what we still need some time to get to know each other and i'm like what the fuck i'm still unsure and blah 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 girl you already know where this is headed you've known what he's wanted from the very beginning yeah and to me the online drama has been more interesting to follow than the show drama the show drama got yeah the show drama got the show drama got real i think what you know when when the death threats came about when his what was it his dad was like i'll kill i'm murdering myself then i was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) but it's been a lot more entertaining to see them go back and forth on instagram and stuff right and right uh, you know and, and i don't follow them really closely um i know that um our account is is linked to theirs somehow but apparently, like, he's, he's on to the next. I think he's found somebody he else. He has moved on. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I'm all for it. It's weird because I think at the beginning of this, I, I didn't like really either of them. And I think I kind of made fun of Yazan for kind of being as, as strict as he was in the beginning. By the way, she says she was misrepresented. So if there's anything, you know, we've learned, it's that, you know, having social media influencers, or at least people with huge social media followings, um, they're just not as entertaining on the show, right? It's it's difficult for us to suspend our disbelief, and I start mm-hmm. to question their authenticity right off the bat. And usually, it's proven to be true as we as we continue to watch. You know, as the as the episodes play out, and that was the case for, for Stephanie, it seemed, and now. It's the case for Britney, you know, so yeah, we're here to watch like real couples and I get it. They're going to fabricate plots and storylines to make things interesting. They're probably going to force particular scenarios and circumstances, but like at least we're going to, at least we don't have to try so hard to suspend our disbelief. And I think, too, when we watch things like Pillow Talk and we see them acting as couples away from these storylines, right? Like, it it does add to that. It does add to the authenticity of, of who they are and what we're really watching. So, like, when I see, you know, people like Stephanie or people like Brittany, I start to tune out and go, oh, they're already in it for the clout. They're just in it for the clout. They're in here with an agenda to expand their following and, you know, to put their name out. So 
it doesn't work for me. And if there's anything they can do <laughs> to <laughs> screen these people out, you know, I think they, I think they know. I think the producers know, and I think, I think they thought it would be a nice element to have to add to the show. Oh, this person is like semi-famous, or this person has a huge following. Maybe you know, these people can like the show, you know. So I'm starting to question their background check just because, I mean, if you can somehow get people like Jeffrey, who has multiple criminal records on the show, then there has to be better vetting on your part, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I hope that Sharp Entertainment does a better job at, you know, weeding out all these fake couples or like influencers with agenda or, I mean, obviously, you know, people with criminal records, mm. uh, people with, you know, outstanding court cases or whatever. <laughs> um, we want, we like the drama, but we want a good, clean drama, you know, if yeah. that makes sense. What do we think about um, Armando and Kenneth and uh, how they finally have their happy ending and actually yeah. rode into the sunset yeah. <laughs> on a horse? I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them, obviously. I knew this was where it was going to be headed. I just, I just want to say love wins. Congratulations Yay. again, <laughs> Armando and Kenneth. And persistence wins too. Yes, persistence <laughs> right? wins and Hannah is so cute. <laughs> uh, Hannah is so cute. She's adorable. Uh, super adorable. Yes, and Hannah will have dos papas. <laughs> dos papas, yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a nice gesture, you know, the date, the horses, and for Armando to tell Kenny, I think that you know he he let he allows him to be his his true self i guess that it's because of kenneth now that he feels he doesn't need to hide who he is and he doesn't care you know he he's kind of adopting that kind of like i don't give a fuck attitude right like i'm right. me i'm who i am and if you got a problem with it i don't give a shit right yeah. so um yeah i think that was that was nice to see and it was, you know, absolutely. The, yeah, the them riding off in the sunset and the reference to Brokeback Mountain was hilarious. I know I was gonna say <laughs> that people that are funny. starting to draw the parallels, right? Mm. Like, oh, that is so Brokeback Mountain. That was funny. Um, <laughs> and I just have to say, Kenneth, if you're if you're ever listening to our podcast again, I simply love the way you say Teamo. Because he has, he has that <laughs> that drawl in him. And every time he says that to Hannah, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cute. You know? Spanish is getting better. Yeah, baby <laughs> yeah. steps, but it's getting better. <laughs> yeah, kudos. I kudos see him trying. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kudos, I see you trying for sure, for sure. All right. And again, glad that they have a you know happy ending. I cannot wait to hear what they're up to. Uh, hopefully, 90 Day Fiancé gives them a spin-off because we need more, you know, real couples with lots of positivity and yeah. goodness and, you know, just all around. That's the kind of energy awesome. we need more of. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Real drama. Speaking of, I don't want to do speaking of again because I never have a good transition. Uh, no but <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about Tim Cat? Or I guess I, I mentioned 
this to you guys previously, you know, the, the beta breakers, the Ethiopian beta breakers. The Ethiopian beta breakers. <laughs> With, but, you uh, know, holier. Yeah, holier. More God. Lots of yeah, holy oh, water, apparently. <laughs> yeah, sh- should I say it's like a combination of beta breakers and PDD's Miami, like, white party, right? Because everyone's in white. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was um I thought it was definitely a, a great scene in terms of seeing the culture and getting to kind of experience that culture as well as the timing of it with Benny's proposal. Benny. Yep. Yeah, with Benny's proposal. I wanted to say though, did you think Ari was being unreasonable when it came to him taking the baby to to get some holy water how'd you feel about that i guess if you're i i can see when if you're someone who's religious that seems unreasonable because you're like no this is good for the baby Hmm. but for someone like me personally even though you know I, i am born into a religion but i can put myself in her shoes as a new mom and you know especially having a newborn who's exposed to a crowd and being squashed into Mm. a mosh pit almost, I would feel very anxious. You know, I would definitely feel a certain kind of way. Like, I don't care if that's holy water. I don't want my newborn baby to get injured or anything. And when she mentioned at first that it was very loud, like, I felt it was really loud. And I was worried that the baby doesn't have any ear muffs to cover his ears. And I was pretty shocked that Beanie kind of wasn't thinking about that. And maybe this is just us being very coddled by society. I guess times have changed and maybe previously it was okay to bring a baby to one of those festivals, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure about now. It almost feels like he was gaslighting her too, right? I think I mentioned <laughs> this before to you guys. I lost him when he said, evil spirits <laughs> yeah i was like no I, way you are I, going to I, rationalize this by saying she has evil spirits or she doesn't like to get wet like, i think no. the evil That's spirit was she was afraid yeah because the evil spirit in her was you know trying to get away from that or something yeah. oh <laughs> that God. actually made me laugh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i agree it really felt like compare that like you said when you compare it to a mosh pit I would compare that to like being at a crowded music festival. Everyone's trying to get to the front. There was a little more consideration. You know, music festivals, I don't don't think people are that considerate. But I saw people were trying to make way. But he was still getting pushed. He was still forcing his way through these small like pockets, shoulder to shoulder. And yeah, and then the sound. Yeah, you know, he. I don't think he was thinking that his baby was was in so much danger and when we see in the scene there's other people bringing their babies up there too so i was thinking maybe you know the baseline for them is that's normal but for for us that's (laughs) right away i was like yeah get that baby out of there yeah save the baby please (laughs) i did think it was um super cute though i think the moment for me if there's an anti-wtf moment that moment for me would be when she asked uh, i think it was his relatives to watch the baby and just to end the drama and to you know save the day i guess would be the phrase 
she walked up to him, gave him a hug, and just said, I love you. And then when during the interview, he said, yeah, when she came up to me and said, I love you, that was like, that was it for me, right? And I was like, oh. <laughs> and I think, you know, this season, Ari and Benny have been a good example of how Compromise. couples, yeah, how couples can actually get through language barriers, compromise, yeah, and, and just to overcome these challenges and hurdles, you know, that uh, it, it's tough, you know, and it, it takes, you know, give credit to Ari too. There were times when I didn't like her in the season, but then there were times where I was like, yeah, you know, she, she actually is really open, you know, to to what Benny wants and Benny's needs and to the culture and not to yeah. necessarily like poverty shame or culture shame Ethiopia. And um, when, you know, she said, I love you. And that was the, for him, that was like the perfect segue, you know, and, and maybe that was fabricated because the timing was great, right? Like he goes, she says, I love you. And he's like, come here, I need to show you something. And then that's, he walks her to the thing. And, you know, maybe the people that they paid to hold up the sign <laughs> were at the- What's up with that banner? Uh, yeah. The- <laughs> That Benny wasn't cooperating. What's going on? <laughs> By the time they got it up, you know, Benny and Ari already left. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, but to put the ring, you know, in the lemon, that was also a really... That was cute. That was cute, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, so I think of, that's... That's a new bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a new bar. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. people are already saying, like, who was it? I think people say, like, when Kenny proposed to... Armando is like, where's the lemon, you know, <laughs> or where's the lime? <laughs> so yeah, Vinny, I guess, unknowingly sets the bar for proposals now. <laughs> I wonder how long he had that in his pocket, though. Like, <laughs> it's right. already cut. <laughs> He's just... Yeah, it was nicely cut. <laughs> Keeping it in his, his pocket, he like trying to like not squeeze it to get his pocket I know, right? pants wet. <laughs> it's like, honey, what's that patch behind you? Like, why is it wet? <laughs> why is it wet over there? <laughs> why does it smell why citrusy? Why does it smell citrusy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But uh, did you see what happened afterwards? He threw that thing at her. I guess yeah. to continue on with the tradition, right? I guess if you like the girls in, in the festival or something, you throw lemons at them. Right. So after he proposed, he like freaking threw the lemon at her. Yeah. And then I think she, uh, threw, she threw it back too. She's like, my turn. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cute. Pretty cute. Um, that, cute. Was, that was a highlight. Definitely a nice, yeah. nice little highlight for them to throw in. Yep. All right. I guess that is all. I mean, I know we pledge not to talk about Devin and Jihoon, but... I guess we have a bit of time, Lon. What do you want to say about Devin and Jihoon? And I'm guessing this will be the last time we'll talk about them, hopefully. You know, I actually thought it was really interesting because I understood what Devin was getting at, that that's not what she thought her wedding would be like. It was very overproduced, you know? With, what? I don't know, with the... You with the think cat- it's overproduced? I thought it was overproduced with the, with the catwalk and with the announcer. It just seemed very, I know that they're in Korea, but very Hollywood. And it was, it was just, it was just different. I would say different, right? So I'm, I'm trying to compare it to traditional weddings where you're in a chapel or a church or 
maybe even if it's not so traditional where you're on a beach, but there's some kind of clergyman or holy person figure right like this just it was on a stage there were bright lights like it just seemed like this really big production you know and to to me i that was that was kind of that was very weird to see so i i i understood what she meant by like it's not how she dreamed her wedding would be and um yeah so you know i you know after knowing what what happens after this wedding um, and they showed some of it. I thought that was okay. I thought that was also interesting. So there was the wedding. I was kind of rolling my eyes because they're saying their vows and I already know what's happening on social media. But then they got into it. They got into it a little bit. And I thought that part was was really interesting when um, it showed their struggles, right? And she was leaving and Jihoon had to say bye. And they're like, oh, I have to do this. You know, and I like that they did show that in the end. But also knowing what happens and where that leads felt really sad. Yeah. So. I, I'm i actually surprised you used the word overproduced, but I, I get what you mean by that. I thought the wedding was very uh, factory style. Factory. Where yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean, like a conveyor well, belt. A conveyor wedding. belt. I'm sorry, yeah. not factory, but like very, like a like yeah, conveyor belt where it's like, okay, next, you know, next, like yeah. you have the room for like an hour, and then next, you yeah. know. So I guess in a way, I feel bad that someone had to go through that kind of wedding, mm. where you know, again, coming from like the Western culture, she probably dreamed of like a a nice chapel wedding. I think the parents. They look happy. They look like, okay, this is the kind of wedding that we could afford. And it seems to be going great. The guests were having a good time. You know, the, her family flew in from the U.S. So this must be awesome. And then come to find out, Devin wasn't ready for this, this marriage. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. Like, you know, when time gets tough, you don't run away. She left. And yeah, and she, she up and left. So <laughs> I think... It is just such a cop out move on her part, right? Just because yeah. they were arguing, I get it. We, we, all of us were in quarantine. All of us with partners uh, who are in relationships, I get it. It's a struggle. You know, yeah. it's it's not perfect every day. The rest of us are stuck with our partners too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like, you're not the only one who's stuck yeah. seeing their partner all day. <laughs> yeah, and I and I get it too. Like they were in a small apartment. Right. But again, you chose to live in Korea. You want to embrace the Korean culture. You want to be a Korean boo. And yet the first sign of, you know, of a problem in your relationship, you took your kids and ran away to the U.S. Hmm. I don't know. I I cannot respect her for that. And I'm guessing, you know, for her, she, she probably went through a lot. But knowing what I know judging from like, you know, just seeing how she bashed him on social media and how she's acting like a victim and all that. I just cannot get behind her. It's just hard. And that is why, listeners, we don't want to give her the forum on our podcast. And that's why we haven't been talking about them because we already know the outcome, right? You know, that's the reason why we don't talk about Devin and Jihoon anymore because we know Devin has moved on. Right. So, yeah, that's my spiel. <laughs> yeah, 
when you see how it happens, I don't think it's anything that any regular couple has gone through, right? Yeah, he he fucking comes home and plays video games. You know, like you can talk about that, right? And maybe they maybe they're just bad at communicating. Um and I just don't want to put it on her. I get it that you know, Jihoon is probably a shitty husband. Yep. And then at the same time, like, y'all could work it out, you know? And uh, if if they really wanted to work it out, she could have stuck around to work it out, and she didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, too bad, and uh, hope that they're both in a good place right now. I'm just not looking forward to another season with Devin. <laughs> Yeah, if there's such a thing, I hope they don't. Sp- I don't. I hope they don't spin spin off and do a show with her. Yep. In other news, Colt has proposed to Vanessa. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I saw the photo, and I give zero being fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I do not care if, if anything it, it it upsets me. It upsets me that because they're being filmed we we can expect more footage from them and I don't yep. care. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see Colt, I don't want to see Vanessa. I don't want whatever spin-off or whatever new season that Colt is going to be. I don't want to see it. And hopefully that film crew is there for his own personal video. Because I don't want to see any more of Colt. Yeah. Word. It, it just made me sick when I saw the photo. I was like, oh, I hope that's not, I hope that's not 90 Day Fiance related stuff. I just hope that, oh, he's, he's filming because he wants to capture this moment for his personal archives, right? Because like, I do not give a shit. And if they air it on TV, I won't give a flying fuck. <laughs> I just don't want to see Debbie again. That too, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm just over this the whole Colt and Debbie, like anything related to them. I'm over. I'm done with. I'm over it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ninety Day Fiance. Did you hear that? We're over him. <laughs> We're over them. All right. Should we leave with our WTF moment? WTF. For me, I flipped out when I Uh-oh. saw Sumit's mom smirk when he conceded, you know, after yep. she threatened suicide. And then it got me to thinking that he also, like, threatened suicide. And then it makes me wonder if this is an inherited pattern, because maybe mm-hmm. he's been, he, it's, he's learned this behavior from mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. at least his mom if not both of his parents that they've threatened right. suicide and now now that's something he also resorts to and yeah he he kind of when he referred to it when he, he's talking to jenny and he's like yeah now you see the what is the emotional blackmail he said it like it happens a lot and i'm like oh my gosh what the fuck that was my wtf moment i think it's toxic i think it's a shitty manipulative way you know to have or to use that kind of manipulation one to use it at all but two to use it you know against your own family members and against your son or against your parents if you're in Sumit's shoes so Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, WTF to that. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. I think that was definitely my WTF moment uh, when someone threatens suicide. And again, it's also an insult to people who are actually genuinely having mental health issues. Their threat is like a boy who cries wolf type of threat. People with actual mental health issues, when they think about suicide, they actually struggle with it. You know, they they think about that 24-7. Whereas, you know, her threats are empty. Mm -hmm. And she just recklessly uses that to get her way. That was very... um, that was not cool. That was yeah. Weird. So for them to say things like, "Oh, now we can't be out in public. Now we have to lower our eyes," you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, like what they were saying in that previous episode. This isn't something that you're ashamed of to have that on TV. Like, if anything, that's shameful. If anything, exactly. I would look down on you because of this, right? <laughs> because yeah. of this empty threat and then smirking right after right after your son concedes. To me, now you've lost my respect. Right, exactly. like, so I don't, yeah, I don't know. That was a uh, not a good look. Yep, yep, not a good look indeed. Before we end, I just want to give a shout out to Adam, the translator. Adam, <laughs> we MVP. will miss him, MVP <laughs> of this season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's was that really I, his account where he said <laughs> people would wonder why I want to do this show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's for the memes. <laughs> It's for the memes. Yeah. <laughs> he will forever be immortalized. <laughs> all right. If there's a Hall of Fame for 90 Day Fiancé, I hope he gets inducted. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Honorary member. <laughs> exactly. Like I say, MVT, right? Most valuable translator. Most. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most valuable translator. Nice. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this season of 90 Day Fee on Say the Other Way. Please let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Please consider joining our Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. We are currently covering The Family Chantel. Do engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90dayfiancewtf or our Patreon at WTF Extra. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Till next time, folks. Bye-bye. Wear a mask. So that-